Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Story Club. I'm really excited for you to listen to today's episode as I sat down with not just one, but two people to interview. The founders of Be Inspired, which is a global streetwear brand. The founders, Stephen Robb and Mark Kirkoran, joined me for this episode and we covered everything from where they began when they played football together, how that journey took them to starting their own fashion brand, the story behind the name and their lessons that they've learned along the way, issues. If you're interested in retail, this is a great episode for you. We cover everything from starting a business, maybe moving a website to a store. We don't stay on it for too long, but we do touch on the issues that anyone in retail or to be honest, any industry is feeling from Brexit and coronavirus and also the lessons that they've carried over from football and they think have made a real difference to how they run Be Inspired. I hope you love it and we'll jump right on in. Steve, Mark, thank you for joining me. No worries, no worries. No worries at all. I'm really excited Glad about this. Just for you two, we've got a nice setup. Yes, My one microphone wouldn't do the job. Up, an empty seat. Who's the other person? Uh, I think that's just the set <laughs> that um, that's nice. The way I really like to just start this off is quite simple. It's now this is going to be interesting bouncing from both, but it's really just find out where you guys kind of got started. Obviously, I know it was back in the football days. So if you want to start there. There you go, Rob. I'll let you start. Um, me and Mark crossed paths um, when I joined St. Mirren. <clears throat> um, he just left St. Mirren and um, moved to Partick Thistle. We were in the, the same circle of friends. It was through a guy, um, Andy Dorman, who Mark was quite close with at the time. Um, teammates, um, we'd go in the town together, a bit of coffee after training. Um, I, I came through and I kind of got on really well with Andy. So, so it turned out that... like kind of joined our circle of friends, didn't you? We yeah, were... that was kind of... I was just like the... The loose one just then. And Even though you took my position at St. Man and I let Yeah, the, the boys were just like, and you come and you come. Me. So it kind of just started from that, whereas like, and myself and Mark just kept kept in touch over the years. It turned out that I ended up moving moving in with, with, in with Mark. Aye, because um, you stayed with Dorms for a while, didn't yeah, you? And then his missus moved over. And then when his missus moved over, Rob will just end up moving in a my family. Yeah, I'd moved Robert. through from Dundee. So I originally moved to, moved to Hamilton. Um, and then... I was kind of just like, I'd been told, like, go move to Hamilton, it's no far from Paisley. And by Dundee, been told that. And it actually was about 45 minutes in the morning, oh, sitting in traffic in there, mate. So um ended up moving in Mark, and our brains just kind of got working then. It's like, oh, well, this football's not going to last forever. Like, you're talking like late 20s we were, maybe mid, mid uh, to late 20s. Ben just wasn't like, going to make us rich either. No, nah, it was just like... <laughs> try to find something to do after training like so we'd end up going for coffees and just chatting about like oh we should open a restaurant we should try what business we're going to do yeah, we, we, had gonna... like, we had like restaurant ideas and names for restaurants yeah. and everything like yeah. can we give some of the names we just had, well it was, was like it was Rocodo. it was Ricodo. me me andy and robo and there was like a there was actually a unit at the bottom of the do you know the clock tower at the tron yeah, the center, yeah, yeah. and there was a unit there and i think it's I'm become sure it's some a burger place ba- or burger or chicken bar now it's next to that, but it was it was empty for ages, and we were like, "Oh, we should start something. We should start something." And we we're like, "Oh, like Robo, Coco, and 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 Dorms." Dorms. We were called Ricardo, but nothing ever like. But we that Dorms, was sort of Dorms our Dorms least. went back to America. Didn't aye, he? Aye, he did, aye. No, he went to Crystal Palace first. Oh, first so he didn't know what was. Yeah, Palace. <laughs> he was he was on the big cash, wasn't he? Aye, we aye, were left. Aye. We were just left behind. Aye. So what led you down the dark path of uh, men's retail? 
Well, I think it was at the time. Like, this was probably like, two or three years later. So mm-hmm. I was at Ross County at the time and Robbo was in Thailand just like messaging me all the time, telling me how good it was and making me jealous. <laughs> uh, and we were just like, surely there's something we can do. Like, there's got to be something in Thailand you can maybe send back and I can sell on eBay or whatever. So I think like Robbo had been there for a while and, and he's told the story about how he, he met the, met manufacturers and they became sort of friends and he, he had like a sort of t-shirt stall so he was like maybe we should sit, try and sell these so he was sending like I was t-shirts spe- back I was spending me. my days off from football just wondering about the streets a little bit and seeing what it was about and networking like looking at like uh, all the <clears> stalls <throat> on the street seeing the manufacturers and ended up becoming friends with some of them because some of them were like supporters of the team that I was playing for okay so so literally get, you get chatting it's easy to get chatting when you start talking about an interest so they were interested in football I played football they were just asking questions and straight away I was like oh what's these t-shirts and oh this is what I do this is my business I've moved from Italy some couple of guys were like oh we moved from France here we've got a cargo business so he makes t-shirts I ship them around the world and I think one of the the suppliers was actually making loads of product for DC10 in Ibiza okay so he was making all the the merch for the guys um so just getting chatting he's like oh you should start your own brand and i'm like yeah whatever i said i'm just going to buy some t-shirts and send them back to my mate uh he's playing for ross county at the time so i'm sending them you were just like i was just well to be fair i was selling them the boys in the change room they were buzzing off them and then we were selling some on ebay as well weren't Mm -hmm. we just a few here and there just a few like graphic did you have a name at the time no no, this was just just like like t-shirts that were made on the stall it wasn't like a brand or anything it was just like ones he'd sort of come up with and we were just like oh they're quite nice we'll send them back do you know like they could have just been graphic prints not yeah, like on yeah, on yeah if you're like, like a market yeah, yeah. sort of anything like yeah. that there were cheap t-shirts that we were like making a an extra couple of quid on like to the to his yeah. names and stuff like that so it was after like i probably like a few repeat orders here and there and like he's like by the way you're ordering some decent amount, yeah, decent amount of t-shirts like he says like how do you start your own brand and i went back to him and we were a bit like oh, i'm not sure i'm not sure if that's what we want to do and i'm like well i think we got asked on another podcast is because what people would thought yeah and it, it probably was yeah. at the time do you know what i mean like people maybe thinking like what are you doing and you just can't do that and like mm-hmm. obviously that i probably thought in my head like can we can we just set up our own brand is that possible but you mean people like you were running the idea by people no no like, just like I think yeah. it's just people's general perception yeah. if you if you want to start something like especially from scratch people i think the mentality in the uk is almost a bit like you just can't do that what are you doing that for yeah. you're not like, like we every- probably had that mentality a little mm-hmm. bit because of because of like it was maybe our thoughts more than anyone else putting that mm-hmm. on us like oh can we actually start a brand like what are people going to think of us like silly thoughts but probably thoughts that every person starting something has do you know what i mean like that sort of self-doubt mm-hmm. but well how did you push past that uh, some people do like the fear and they're yeah. just like actually i'm not going to risk it i think it was the early days of social media uh like you're kind of like twitter and instagram facebook that like we started putting stuff out there like even just initial ideas we hadn't really made probably started, we probably started throwing like we probably started we start, talked about it and then we're like well, well we'll maybe see and then we were like throwing ideas left like back and forth to each other Stephen was still in thailand at the time so he'd maybe send me like the name came up it was like be inspired it was like on a sweetie rapper and now like, class and then we'd, i'd maybe send something and we kind of got ourselves excited by it by just bouncing ideas yeah. back and forward like oh, and then yeah, and we've kind of convinced ourselves this is a great idea yeah and then we were like on our we were like the first the first t-shirts we designed were on like photoshop on our phones so you can imagine the picture quality like from a yeah. phone back in the day and all it was was like 
we'd, we'd come up with this logo of a bee and then be inspired and then one of them was a skull but basically like one of the designs i'd done it was like on a on a, like a sort of beehive back like a sort of hexagony sort of honeycomb background okay and then like i'd literally replicated this bee like a thousand times to create like a skull out of it the bees all together so i'd make like little bees and put them all together and honestly see on the phone it must have taken me like three hours man it you was so the guy's bad. reaction when i sent him the printing file he's like mate i can't print that it's all bloody <laughs> ah, yeah, and no, i was like no. oh mate just try it it's, it'll oh, be fine it he's like oh, look i'm just giving you a heads up now the print quality is not going to be uh, great because yeah. like the files you have sent isn't it great i was like well, we're it's not like going like PNG, uh, it's a bunch of yeah. jpegs but that's, together, that's, like, yeah. that's all we had at that's the all, time that's all we could do yeah. it's like it was kind of that starting hustling like well we did to, we did a thing like the other day on like ask the owners anything on instagram and somebody said how did you come up with a name and that and that sort of leads on to how we came up with a name because we were thinking like we can't like we've got like this is our ability basically we've designed a t-shirt on an iphone and it's bloody as anything how are we going to get anywhere so we kind of came up with an idea of like can we inspire designers to help us a little bit anyone out there it wasn't a particular clothing design it was like a graphic design or anything like to come up with designs and what we'll do is we'll give you like 30 t-shirts to go and sell to your friends and family we'll manufacture them at our cost just for you giving us design and we'll give you 30 of them and we'll keep like 100 or whatever at the time that was our idea and we'll sell 100 and you sell 30 and, and like that'll be your sort of payment for coming up with the idea but after we'd made those four we just reinvest all money and made another few designs or something like it took off that quickly that we were like well maybe we can just design the things ourselves and it never kind of went down that road but okay. that's the reason we had that sort I of remember, name i remember going in i think we went into Brayhead and bought our first uh like macbook with a really? like in, installed photoshop and stuff and we, we literally had a crash course photoshop ourselves just learning from youtube, YouTube for uh, six yeah. months yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. basically saying right we need to learn this this is what we're going to do and the two of us are trying to make but make adding layers and stuff uh, like yeah, that making designs so who's the photoshop master now neither neither of us neither now us but now. we're both we're both pretty good at, it at the time yeah. maybe like like you say we've not done it we've actually hired designers now so neither of us get involved in that now we we, like, we still have like an input on the design we're literally saying make yeah. this do this do this do that and yeah, like yeah. just having a a bit of input well, we like this we like that that's we're not in charge of like the, the cad drawings no, or like the no. tech packs or anything like that that goes to the factories now no, well, so. i mean it's great that you guys did start from doing everything because you know had, exactly yeah, yeah, every yeah, step yeah. of the business we hired them, literally like, did everything we had, we had a graphic designer came in like two nights a week he used to come in after his work on a monday night and a, and a wednesday night these were the nights we worked on be inspired because we had we st we were still playing semi-pro at football yeah like i was i was at breakin and he was mm -hmm. at Stranraer. Mm -hmm. um so these were our free nights like because we weren't training and we were working in the city at the time so literally like we were managing three jobs like just to like basically we created a web like as i say we started off on facebook probably selling them mm -hmm. like right we need a website so we me and robo i think basically made a big cartel website and i wasn't the best and then that boy graphic designer came in and he had a bit more sort of ability like yeah. on the computer so we all kind of got together and did we make a shopify one at that stage i think we were at the stage where yeah just before he moved on and, and then we yeah, he, making... he left and then obviously the boy that we've got now andrew he came and he's a massive part of the business now and he helped he like really so he's, he's basically been more for us and... drew's been us right from the beginning yeah so Drew's <clears> a bit younger than than we are he's like 27 28 and he's his he's again self-taught never been to uni um coding web design uh marketing expert literally like i just a, the, a great 
third part of our yeah, like yeah. for us it's well, not just me and mark really we've well got like together. drew as well who's a like a monster major part of the business so, so it was that real entrepreneur mentality like uh, it was yeah, like scrappy so, yeah. start off no excuses it, not to, to do anything even, just jumping in i think yeah. even like taking from what we do, done then to even now you still got to have that mentality to then like there's issues all, all the time every day there's a still problem feels like we've got that sort of yeah. thing and it's sort of like mentality don't i don't think anyone really ever figures it out do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's like, that come especially in business, through. there's always things popping up. Like, even like, I'll use something that happened in the last like six months. So, like, all the shipping delays, um, the Suez Canal thing with containers. We actually had footwear sitting at the port um, next to our factory for two months, waiting on a container coming back to pick it up. Literally, that was our footwear collection for August to Christmas. And they, they literally arrived on the Tuesday after Black Friday. Right, so it was literally it was, like... They got there in May. Like it took like se yeah. seven months to get yeah. yeah. So that was like, you just have to adapt to these things. Like all our jackets arrived, um, well, majority of our winter jackets arrived on Black Friday when they're due to arrive like September, October, November. Yeah. And like our last container's still not here. Yeah. So that's these are kind of the issues that... We've got a forty-foot container sitting in the middle of the ocean right now, like yeah. full of jackets. Full so of it's jacket, like yeah. these are things that just like people don't see. People only see like, oh, these are cool, doing cool photo shoots, and like business looks like it's going great. But people don't see the stuff. That I don't think you can prepare people for things like that no. either. Do you know what I mean, you just they they come up and you just have to deal with them. Do you know what I mean? That's the way it is. Well, it's good because obviously a lot of businesses are in the same situation and they mm -hmm. do just have to deal with them. But back to like what I was saying about like that hustler entrepreneurial mentality you guys still seem to get excited about it it's like because even you saying no one really figures it out i agree people have to adapt and change but you guys seem quite energized by doing think, new things new opportunities i think i think if it was only one i think it's hard it'd be really really tough just doing it on your own like we've got no we've had no investors in the business so it's basically just me and mark that yeah. have like all the way through I like we just had to like it's all self-funded so everything's been reinvested in the business so we've constantly done that up to now it's just like, and you you just have to like wing it and graft and like bounce off each other to like kind of get to the next season, to the next season, to the next season. I've so. said that. We we always say as well, like we do buzz off the brand. We do buzz off it. Like if, I, I believe if I can get anyone in a room with me and talk about being inspired, they'll leave that room going, that's a great company. I'm going to maybe check out the website and buy something. Yeah. Like I, that, yeah. I just feel like, because I feel that passionately about what we do and how hard we work on it and how much we enjoy it. Yeah, we used to go down and meet, like, our sales agent is based in Manchester. So, again, we're, like, probably 98% direct consumer through our website. Um, but we had a, a sales agent in Manchester. We were doing some wholesale. Okay. So, like, we'd have meetings with, like, a foot asylum um, a company in Ireland, DBA. Um, and, like, we used to go to the meetings because, like, we knew we could win, like, yeah, get a buy off with them. With your enthusiasm. Just for our enthusiasm. Yeah. And then they would come in chat to us and they go away and within a day or two there'd be a purchase order yeah, come through yeah. for like thousands of pieces of like of our new collection yeah. so no that's just something that like i don't think we'll ever lose is that enthusiasm for for what we for do the business right now. No, okay. that's awesome so there's a couple of points i want to jump back to just the name of be inspired you said it was an a, a sweet rapper it was like a, somewhere in Thailand. Yeah, it was, it was like when I was in it was, Thailand, it was a picture on. It was like on social media. It was just like a, black a girl's page, and she basically like like a photographer, and it was a sweet rapper. It was like yeah, be inspired yeah. on it. So I was just like, "Oh, that's a cool name." I actually like 
Because it was spelled the same way, B. No, no, it was just B E. -E, But but it just gave like it was almost like feel like all brands have got a logo, so it was almost like. I was probably a bit simplified back then. I'm like, oh, we need a logo. We need the name to match the logo and stuff, and that's kind of how it came about. eh? But um, no, no. I just wanted to make sure I picked up on that, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting as well. You guys saying because it's the two of you, you're able to, you know, it's been easy to like bounce off each other and share ideas. <coughs> Sometimes that can go the other way. So would you guys, if you were to, I know this is simplifying it, but if you guys were to like talk to like younger people and stuff, would you say always going to business with somebody, always going to business with a friend, always have a partner? What like, what's your guys' thoughts? You obviously have your it's own experience, it's so it's probably biased. Be, it's obviously got curious. to be the right fit, I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, again, everybody's situation's different, I think. Especially when if things aren't going so well, sometimes it is easy to 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 then turn around at Mark or and say, "Oh, what do you think about this?" Or like, "Do you think we should make that?" And and you get an opinion because maybe sometimes if you if you've not got a business partner, you ask someone else. Maybe like sometimes it's like they just say, "Well, you're the boss," so like I've kind of just got to pander to you and say what I think you'll say. Where it's like we bicker all the time, but it's not like in a bad way. Like I think even in the office, the girls will probably be like, or the, and the guys will be like here they go they're, they're bickering now yeah. so it's like but two minutes later it's not it's not yeah. i think I, I i wouldn't want to do it on my own to be fair i don't think yeah. i'd enjoy it half as much like yeah. when then sharing it but like mm. i say me and robo are pretty close we're, we're pretty similar personalities like you say we'll argue and, and we'll be over it and like i think the, the, the one thing is like you can't go and see when things aren't going on you can't go like that's your fucking fault do mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's sure. see that's what's going on now that's your fault or like if things are going well it's oh that's my that's me i did that that's me do you know what i mean like yeah you can take wee wins and that oh ah, that product i suggested that's <laughs> class or like do you know we what definitely do that yeah yeah <laughs> like, like we wins here and there but yeah. you can't i don't think you can be like that's your fucking fault or that's i did that was me that did that you, like yeah when you're working together you accomplish things together do you know what i mean you can't like be like well we work together but i accomplished that so mm. um and and i don't think i'd i don't think we'd enjoy it half as much unless you've got somebody to share like not just the good times but the bad times i mean when things are going well it's great to share that with somebody but when things are going bad it's nice to have somebody to like do you know what like some days like something isn't going well that's just the way business works and robo might be down i'll be like mate come on like look what we're doing this is great let's go and he's like yeah yeah do you know what and and likewise the other way i maybe sometimes i'm like i didn't i'm a bit down about that or i'm didn't fancy that and he's like come on do you know what i mean like how lucky are we let's let's go and he's like yeah do you know what i mean picks you back up again so uh like i say luckily it's been more good than bad but like mm-hmm. there is a, a bit of both you know I mean? yeah, sure. no of course i mean it's like you guys said when you're like talking about your product you've sold me on like having a partnership and like a business <laughs> you're right it does add that layer of when you're down there's someone there to help yeah. mm-hmm. i think at the end up. of the day it can go bad if you don't get on with the person or like do you know what i mean it's like like anything it, like if you if you don't have that sort of solid relationship to start with it it might not go so well but yeah i think like it is it, it is much better to share a, a, an experience yeah, it's good fun to share yeah, it. Yeah, do you know exactly. what i mean see when we go away on the photo shoots and stuff like that like that's kind of like the tip of it we we love doing that we love making sure that the product looks amazing and like yeah. and we we get a proper buzz for those photo shoots like it probably comes from a football point of view as well yeah, you work as definitely. a team you know like maybe if we'd played an individual sport or mm-hmm. been like an individual 90%. career we'd be a little bit different but like we played football you you don't get any like you can be the best player in the world or whatever but you don't get anywhere unless you've got a good team around you and like i'd say me and rob were a good team and we try to create 
a good team within our business, which I think we've got. See, now, even like know. having a Christmas, New Year holidays and stuff. See, actually going back to the office, going back to what I get, I love it. It's yeah. like, yeah, and that's like eight years in that I still get excited for like a Sunday night and going to work on a Monday. I was I'm even like, more excited because I was isolating over Christmas. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, I cannot was wait to get out of this house. It was nice to get back in the office. Right. So it's just you just get kind of, and I think that tr we try and that tr rubs off on our, our staff as well as, yeah. as much as possible. We, comes from the top down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. How for much sure. do you think football played a part in the success of the business then? Because that's quite interesting. You're right, it gives that team mentality. Sure. I think it's played quite a large huge. part. I, I think, think huge. A, a few, a few different, obviously we played football and we were lucky enough to have we didn't play at the top level, so we didn't play well, in the Premiership or anything. We played at the top level, at the in, top level in, in, in Scotland. comparison to yeah. like how many people actually get yeah, to play, yeah. become a professional footballer. I just mean like we weren't detached from reality a little yeah. bit by playing for like a Premiership team. So we obviously knew uh, and we didn't have anything to fall back on, so we needed the business to work, so we grafted really hard at both. But we played with people like Scott Brown or like Stephen Naismith and James McCarthy. And initially we used those people to promote the product we mm -hmm. get sent them stuff and because we played with them against them they were like yeah yeah we'll help you out and it was probably the really 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 early days of social media influence and it was mm -hmm. on facebook it was no instagram at that mm -hmm. point in time and they just helped us sell the product and it sort of grew from there but on a on a sort of work ethic way i would say that that football does teach you a lot more things than people probably yeah. realize like you do like you get slaughtered like Again, I'm not saying that football's, I don't want people to take this the wrong way, that football's not a great career, because it is, but you do get slaughtered all the time for fans and you've, you've got to have a thick skin. You've, you've got, got to be mentally quite yeah. tough to deal with, like, managers maybe criticising you, supporters criticising you, and like, do you know what I mean? Not everything goes well in mm -hmm. football, but it probably does, well, there's always next week. Do you know what I mean? That's maybe our mentality is like, well, that's not gone well, but do you know what? We can do something about yeah. it. We yeah. can do, like, this next week, we can this this maybe didn't do well but this next product's going to come and we're going to smash it and just, like i think the, positive the, mindset. The, the mentality from football was like never get too high never get too low and we've mm -hmm. probably taken mm -hmm. that on to yeah. the business as well yeah. so like when things are going amazing like oh the christmas sales and stuff like that oh it's like i think Don't we, we never we never get like really ecstatic because you know that like when it gets to another time of the year it's like oh it's tough just now we're gonna have to graph through this like that's yeah. so like that mentality from the football is definitely like carried on and yeah. into the business and the abuse you guys like you said must have built within football any bad comments about the business just must be like water off a duck's back yeah, must I, be we probably it. take more comments about the business more personally don't we <laughs> I, but, uh, it's probably more personal than <coughs> the yeah. actual business you but, know what I mean? yeah, yeah i just i i think like i think it's because like we we do focus on customer service and like delivery and like the whole brexit thing's been a shambles mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. an absolute shambles for us as a, a business with a growing international like well eu market <clears throat> like it was it was making up almost 40 percent of our business like mm -hmm. the eu and the re like the rest of the world but just like the shipping companies are constantly at us prepare for breakfast pre brexit prepare for brexit and we were like we are super we are su prepared we're ready for we're ready, we're ready, ready. we're ready and then it got to brexit and the shipping companies were a shambles. Oh, the shipping companies have had a beast literally man, like so. they couldn't get the product through customs like there was all these hs codes and stuff like that so like and the thing is we've done like we've done things like see like, like we actually absorbed all the taxes for customers internationally so like they don't have to pay anything like mm. customs or duties because they've been <laughs> added now but like so we're like right we will take that hit we will take that uh, we'll absorb that cost to get that product to the customer yeah. and, and and like hopefully get repeat customer and then you start making money 
after maybe the second purchase. So we're like, right, we'll do that. But then the shipping companies haven't been able to implement that. So we're paying the taxes and then they're trying to charge the customer taxes as well. And you're like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, so the customer confidence just goes because customers <clears throat> like, well, if I order this stuff from the UK, am I going? how long is it going to take to actually get it here? Whereas like in 2018, we were literally able to get the stuff to the Germany in yeah. one to three days yeah. where it might take yeah. like four to eight days now. So it's literally like we're trying to find solutions now. That's what a lot of our at the moment is how can we get product from the UK to there as quickly as possible and as smoothly as possible so that the customer knows when they receive the goods, they're not going to get a knock on yeah. the door from a guy saying you're due me duties how do we taxes. just like uh, How do we improve customer yeah. confidence is the main thing. This is me maybe going a bit retaily for our general listeners looking at the camera breaking forth. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, I've just, I remember other companies talking about it. Is a potential opportunity not opening up a warehouse over in Europe yeah. and then that saves that. Well, we've, um, we've looked at maybe opening a warehouse or having like a 3PL, so it's like a, a distribution uh, company in, in that, those territories. And that's something we're looking at, but unfortunately it just doesn't happen overnight. But yeah, it is, so much it's, certainly think, yeah, it's certainly something we're looking at. I think as a, as a company, we've been so reactive to like releases and stuff, like our, our loyal customer base that we've got, like we're releasing like two, two three times a week sometimes especially during the pandemic mm -hmm. people were stuck in their house on their phone so we're just keeping it interesting so right, we'll release sunday night or at least like tuesday night like friday yeah, night rather than have one massive drop we were splitting them into little ones just yeah. to, keep, ju it just to keep, keep it interesting whereas like then you have to think well if we move a logistics to mm -hmm. the eu for our eu customers it's like we probably can't have that many drops because we've no control over the warehouse right, situation okay. whereas like all our products are shipped from our warehouse in Kenny park in glasgow so like all over the world so we've got full control over everything so when the delivery comes in we can plan when that's coming out when this is coming out so again it's like it'll come down to planning mm -hmm. so what model have you guys preferred again going retaily have you enjoyed doing like fresh new drops quite regularly or do you miss the old model of here's our autumn winter stuff spring summer because I, I know a lot of i don't think we've moving. ever i don't think we've ever done like spring summer autumn winter i don't think we've actually done like but I do, I do think we maybe need to a bit a hybrid between both so like we drop like a, a larger collection and then you sprinkle some smaller like fresh interesting collections so it's like for, there's a there's a large amount of stock on the website that, that that's that's your main core like product and then it's like well here's a here's a wee like spicy number to get you interested yeah, yeah. and get you on the site again so. that's been direct to consumer again yeah because yeah. like literally yeah. like it's up to us. Whereas like when you want to sell to retailers like ASOS and Zalando and J JD Sports and stuff like that, then they're they're buying like six to eight months in advance. So it's mm -hmm. literally like, like say for example, like ASOS will be buying their jackets now for, for the winter, probably even, mm -hmm. even bought them already. But like our jackets are just like, we're just sampled and ordered now. So it's literally like, have to be mega, mega prepared in advance if you want to like stock shop. So yeah an option that we might look at is actually opening our own stores. So like just even start with a, flag just a, a just flagship a store in a, in a great location so that people can like, it's almost like a billboard as well. Yeah. I mean, these days people want to go in and experience a brand because like websites, you guys are obviously established by now, but websites and new streetwear especially mm -hmm. it's like popping up all yeah, over the place like the competition like is... obviously like improved greatly especially with the online market and advertising and stuff like that competition is 
is pretty fierce. So I think one of the things that came from, like I say, we are, we put a thing out to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like ask the owners of the company any questions you want and stuff mm. like that. Was some mad questions, but um, <laughs> a lot of it was: Are you opening a shop? Are you open a pop up? Are you opening a shop? Just like, where's the shop going to be? And can you open a shop in like America? Can you? So it's like I do think, as much as people say the high streets die, and I do think people like a like a store. They like, and, and I think it gives, too. I think it gives credibility to a brand that because not everyone has a store. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone has a shop. So if, plus, if not people, in, not everybody shops online. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, so it's like. People like to try stuff on, check the fabric. To, and this is obviously stuff that we put mm -hmm. a vast amount of time into yeah. making sure the product is great. So it's like trying to show, we're trying to sell a, a picture, a photograph online, then actually someone being able to try the product on. I still, I still think I, even as I'm at, like, I, I'm looking at buying stuff now, like some, like a big brand Nike, do you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't really know what size I am. I've not been in a shop for ages yeah. to try something on and sizes are all changing le left, right and centre like because obviously fashion changes so maybe like a few years ago everything was a bit tighter it's become a bit looser now it's like what size are you and it's like without actually being able to go into a shop like I don't know what size I am so like that's obviously something that like plays on people's minds as well I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah I mean you guys know I come from a background of bricks and mortar so I will <clears throat> always preach the absolute value I think there is in having a store, especially yeah. as digital marketing costs go up and high street, street, yeah. you know, like square inch, square feet, whatever, yeah. is getting cheaper. Mm -hmm. So I think you'll actually find a lot of brands are probably doing the same and you'll I see more the, shops. He spoke mm -hmm. to the boy at Trespass. Is it? Usman yeah. yeah. And he was like, uh, I, I hate, like, this was a couple of years ago when everyone was like, oh, online, online, online. And he was like, I hate the, the fact that like wholesale gets bashed because he's like, for me wholesale has been like obviously they wholesale to themselves mm. sort of thing and he says wholesale has been amazing it's been massive and I, I don't like the way it gets bashed all the time because i still think it's got a place and he says it's like my business is built on it and i think the fact that it gets like s s talked in so derogatory terms is 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 bad because mm. i don't think it's as bad as what people make out so he always said that to me and it was always something that i sort of stuck stuck with me a wee bit yeah i mean i think you said there's all the things I'll, I'll get off my high horse in a sec. The thing about people saying like the high street dining stuff is it's like you guys said, you focus on the product, you focus on the customer experience, the customer service. Um, I mean, I remember I went into, a, I won't name it, a sports store and, you know, I was looking for like a size medium shorts, took out the short and they had it in a size large, went looking for somebody to see if I could find, you know, if they could get it in a medium. One person at the cash desk that was it, the only member of staff there. And people don't have patience no, anymore when you've no. got so many options. I gave it five seconds and I left. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the general experience in a lot of stores where a lot of companies try and keep costs down so mm -hmm. they don't have too many staff because they don't want to pay them. But then the experience is terrible. Then people don't sure. go into shops. Then it's easier for me to go on my phone, order it in Medium online. Yeah, yeah. You could have done it's that. More like that, that's that's we, we, we talk about having a store and say like, if you have a store, we want to create an experience. We don't necessarily know what that experience is yet, but we want to create like an experience. So like, you go to the store and it's like, you get something out of that. Like obviously you buy a product, good. you I get something through the door. out of it. I wasn't just that. like getting like loads of product thrown mm -hmm. in your face, but is there something you can do in the store or something yeah. you can like see? We're, or we're throwing about silly ideas like, oh, you could have a coffee shop or you could have like a barber's there. Do you know what I mean? Or, or just anything really. Or you mm -hmm. could have like, 
we're talking about like you could have like a like it's always a players lounge do you know what I mean like an area that showed the football you get a beer or whatever yeah, a changing nice, room yeah. sort of a VIP just something that differentiated yourself against all the other competition and like obviously we want our product to do that as well but we also maybe want like you say an experience in store that's that's a little bit different than what everyone else has well, i think one of the facts would be <clears throat> you guys as well i think yeah. people knowing they could sure. meet the folk because you guys are so involved in the brand mm. you're not like hidden behind the no. scenes yeah no. sure. i think people would be like walking just be like, oh my god i can meet the founders mm -hmm. and you guys would talk passionately the things yeah. we've posted on social media i think like we try and come across that it's us that it is us that's talking back mm. to the customer so if customer sees a post like oh you want to ask the director or the founders any questions then like they know they're going to get a reply yeah so like yeah. we try and interact with as much as possible on social media the two of us were looking at our screen time yesterday which is an absolute disgrace no, they're asking are we at double figures or no, no not double no, no. like i looked at <laughs> something in a, in a year in a, <laughs> mine's in a, 820 which i think ah, is i was like in a year i look at my phone like 100 days out of the year i was like that's mental like i spend 100 solid yeah. days on my phone a year that's yeah. mad i don't that's know why like, apple brought that out because oh, like just, nobody really wants to know no nah, it just makes me feel no really way. really bad about myself yeah. i was like imagine yeah. what i could do with 100 <laughs> hours but you guys have a successful business yeah so yeah it's for the business yeah, 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 yeah but when I do it's the same. nine at night and i could just be sitting chilling and i'm still like scrolling through instagram just like looking at Oh, competition, competition research. Looking, yeah, yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. trends and that. Yeah, it's normally like, how do I swing a golf club better? That's normally <laughs> what it is. So I'm curious. You guys do both B two C and wholesale. Mm -hmm. How do you find that? Start um, with B two C. Difficult, uh, difficult, probably because we we're probably a predominantly B two C business. Business to consumer. Just yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, direct to consumer business. So that's our model, and that's how we've built things, and we're mm -hmm. quite close to mark like probably not as close to market as like we used to be but we're, we're more organized than we used to be but yeah we're, <laughs> we're quite close to market so it's like three four months before the product comes out we've got it already and, and it's sorted uh, like get sent to the factory designs come in we we order it and then we get ship it and then it goes straight on the website um to be a sort of business to business like wholesale we we need to be way more organized that so we're trying to get to a situation where we've maybe got like a wholesale collection that um that we produce in advance that that's sort of like through the year and then we maybe add the sort of direct to consumer part into that as well so you've got a little bit of a hybrid between the the two that 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 the that wholesale can buy from that collection as well if they want to mm -hmm. but it's maybe we don't carry the quantities and and if we can get like a few key accounts we had key accounts before but we pulled out a wholesale just because our international grew so much mm -hmm. that we couldn't service both properly and we didn't want to ruin any real relationships with people so we said like we're going to take a step back for wholesale so we're we're this year we're sort of we, we were back in it last year yeah. we got like 60 70 independent stores but we'd like to try and get like a, a couple of key accounts this year but Obviously, last year with the pandemic and everything, key yeah. accounts have key got, accounts got, like got stock up to their eyeballs that they're trying to get rid of. They're not looking to really bring on any new brands. So that's something we're really looking at this year. And if we can maybe have some sort of forward orders off them and like just sort of bridge the gap between like being close to market and being organized enough to be in wholesale. Yeah, and and again, I, move I, our own there. store may, may do that. I'm not saying we're yeah, definitely yeah. going to get a store, but something yeah. we're definitely like interested yeah. to do. Yeah. So assuming none of your wholesalers are listening and feel free to not answer, what direction do you think you take things? Because I know a lot of brands, Nike, for example, they're <clears throat> pulling back from wholesale mm -hmm. a lot because 
the way people again back to that experience with the product if someone mm. was to go into one of these independents you know grab a be inspired t-shirt and maybe the service in that shop wasn't up to scratch mm. or it was mm. a terrible thing mm-hmm. the brain just seems to link it to the yeah, brand just, not to yeah, the sure. store so that's obviously even a even looking at business. like a shipping company if we're sending it from the website it leaves yeah. the customer gets a text message <coughs> it's, it's been dispatched from our warehouse it's on the way and the the delivery service is even delayed by a day it's yeah. like the the blame it's nobody ever, like, nobody ever says, UPS. Yeah, nobody yeah. ever says i'm annoyed at the delivery company they say oh the, the review says oh i ordered and it took ages and and, and i fully understand that because mm. it's you're buying for the brand it's up to us to get to the customer <laughs> do you know what i mean but um it, it's annoying for us as well like because we yeah. don't want that we want the service as soon as the customer gets to get their asap yeah. so we're as annoyed as the customer but their their annoyances at us and our annoyances at the at, yeah. at the courier company it's just a, a bit of a, bit of a circle, <laughs> it's a circle yeah. <laughs> so do you have an idea of where you might want to take things is the ideal i think we like- would like to i think we would like to have obviously as as steven's touched on ideally in an ideal world we'd like to have like a flagship store or a couple of stores that people could come in and, and experience what we want them to experience and be inspired, feel the product, stuff like that. And maybe have like a couple of like key accounts, like bigger whole, like, mm-hmm. like premium sort of wholesalers that you like, it makes your brand credibility go up and it's good to be in their stores. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and then also obviously mar that alongside a direct to consumer yeah. online They're probably business. looking like say an 80 80 20 split 80, maybe even maybe even like 70 yeah, 60 like, 40 just I, I obviously we'd love to consumer the but still be, having that wholesale yeah angle that we can and shop but you never know business. which way it's gonna go do you know yeah 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 take it like a bit of yeah, time and yeah. see where the most success you can get is yeah yeah sure what was your guys biggest learning curve starting the business and in retail in general, just because moving from football to that, I know you took it bit by bit, mm-hmm. but was there any things that kind of came out of nowhere and you guys were like, you've obviously overcome them all, but was there anything where you guys were like, oh, this minus the pandemic? I'd probably say like behind the scenes stuff, not so much maybe product or, or like marketing or anything like that or doing photo, it's probably more like the logistics side and like the warehouse space and stuff like that lately. Like, we were growing at like a crazy rate and it's like we literally went from like mark's flat within three years like jumping through like whereas like we, the first one we went into at abercrombie street it was a, a thousand square foot and literally like within a year we're like because we, as soon as you go in you're like we're never going to fill this and then within a year you're like why have we only taken this space do you know like and then you can almost go like too big because you're like well we don't need we don't want to move again because we've dealt with all that like yeah, previously true. so it's literally like just trying to find the right space yeah. and having the right we've probably taken a unit that's like slightly big for us than mm-hmm. that like sixty-five thousand square foot do you know what i mean with offices and you're like we try to we do everything probably, together we've changed the business a little bit because we used to hold like like i was saying before like we used to hold like three months worth of stock and then just try and sell it all so we had like we had to hold a lot of stock so that's why we, but now we've got like we're saying dropping more often smaller more regular they're actually holding the stocks not as much you're actually turning over stock quite quickly so you don't actually need you as much space, space to wait, uh, store the product and because that's changed you like that well we've got this big warehouse it's half empty most of the time mm-hmm. because 
yeah. turning over stock really add in, quickly. Adding the pandemic to that. Yeah. The pandemic's probably <clears throat> been the biggest thing to yeah. deal with. Yeah. Because even Every, right, everyone. That's, right, why, that's why I ruled out because it is Right, such right at the beginning. And, Brexit and staff, well, obviously. And, a, and you're asking staff, thing. when nobody knows what's going on, you're asking staff, look, you're going to need to go in and pay, help pack the orders. Everybody's social distance. Like we're going to go on a skeleton staff. You should still get your full wages, but some people maybe like work like nine to one. You can go home. Somebody else comes mm-hmm. in, works one to six, and then like just rotating everything. It probably, it probably the one of the learning curves for me probably is like me and Robbo just created this brand because we liked creating product. We liked creating designs. We liked creating t-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, things that we wanted that we liked and the fit that we wanted and mm-hmm. liked. And then we we drew came on board and we like sort of magnified that through the mm. power of social media and marketing and and that's what we were good at and then that's what we enjoyed and before you know it you've got like 10 staff in a office and then five staff in a warehouse and like 10 staff in marketing and then five staff in product and development and you're like i've got to manage all these people i did that that's not really what i signed up for but like <laughs> obviously I, I i i'm learning to deal with it and, and get better at it but like it's not something that probably came very naturally to me and mm. rob was like like we probably don't demand get put demands us. on people we probably led by example of like like you say our enthusiasm for the brand like really rubbed off on people but then when we moved to the big unit we're all in separate offices and our enthusiasm doesn't touch like that person in that office over there or that person down there or the person in the warehouse that we probably don't see as much, which I'm not saying is great or not great, but like we don't go in the warehouse every day like we used to because the the unit was small and we were in amongst it and everyone buzzed off it and we got everyone buzzing off it. And that's probably a learning curve yeah, for me is like tough. to try to like keep the the brand sort of DNA that we created. And, and, and when we had a small team, everyone created. Yeah. And we've got this sort of managers in place, but it's still try to keep that real buzz going. And that, and I, I find that a, more difficult and something that we really need to keep working on and, and, and make better. Well, you're right. That's a problem a lot of companies face. You've got a culture, mm-hmm. but as you expand, it's how do you keep, and yeah. people work in different Even places, how do you keep that culture? Going back a few years, it was the middle of summer, um, and we decided we'd just take all the staff to Magaluf for the weekend. So literally the, the staff finished on the Friday night. Uh, there was a flight that night out of Glasgow and we were already there. Met them that night. We're out Friday night, Saturday night. And then we the last flight on the Sunday and then everybody was back in to work on the Monday. But literally like we were the greatest company in the world to work for mm. because they were all, all, the staff were almost doing our marketing for us. But even, even recently we, we, we sponsored Ibiza and we sent like people yeah. over to like people, they said like, if you want to go to Ibiza for the weekend, we, we, uh, we've done like seven pool parties over there. It was in was Sin, Sin Sundays or something. Sin it was Sundays, like, yeah. so well, we sponsored, is it like a branding well, it was exercise? A, oh, it was Ocean, yeah, we uh, Ocean Beach the, Club. So we sponsored, we sponsored Ocean the Beach pool parties. Okay, like, yeah. So uh, we just sent like people over there. So that, that was class as well. People, well, but it wasn't everyone together which wasn't as good mm-hmm. but it was still like you could send people and they, and they people these are things that we love you, you love doing as like yeah. kind of the owner yeah and it's like again as a company gets bigger it's just no possible to do yeah. to Everyone, do all these unfortunately, things yeah. unfortunately but it's stuff that i enjoyed doing yeah, yeah. Course, <laughs> and you still try and keep it going it's not like you've given up on it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure yeah we try we try and keep it going and i think that's also. something that i've probably struggled with over the last two years with the pandemic is like not being able to do like these team bonding things as easy and freely as you maybe want to because mm-hmm. like have you had any new hires who haven't even like who've just yeah, been working like, remotely from zoom like, and yeah. you haven't Leanne, even met yet leanne's one of our graphic designers and um she moved up from newcastle 
and like she's living on the south side in Glasgow and and she's never been in like a probably like a full week to week working environment because uh, uh, she's yeah. been stuck in her I house. Think, I think she moved up from Newcastle and went into lockdown. So yeah. I think she moved up and she didn't leave her flat for like however long lockdown. So imagine was. how difficult that is to try and fit in with yeah. the, yeah. where yeah. you're with your team like it's doing like everything team, by zoom yeah and get, and get that I, and get that like i think the the working from homes that been difficult to keep that enthusiasm we met up with like like i say uh, we met up with drew and and the <laughs> the market guy in cairo the sort of girl that works at the head office and um we just had a chat yet the other day about like brand and all these things we're sort of going through and we were pure all buzzing and had this enthusiasm again it was like flying about mm-hmm. and it was class and then like then you just go about your separate ways and everyone's working from home again sort of thing yeah. and and everyone can be back in the office it's just we're going through a bit of a move then now so we're trying yeah. to find a head office so there's no point bringing everyone back in to make them move out again no, no, of course. Yeah. but like that working for home is a, is like a it's difficult to keep that real into because you could no disrespect to employees or anything but you could be working for anyone when you're working for home do you know what yeah. I mean uh, uh, companies that do it must be doing a very good job to keep that real enthusiasm for who I'm, they're working I'm for I'm not aware of doing. any who are yeah. Like how, yeah it's like you said how how can you yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so it's removed you don't have that camaraderie enough. going on mm-hmm. but um hopefully that'll be resolved yeah hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. fingers crossed well, I've, I've said that it. every year for the last yeah, few years yeah, yeah. hopefully this is the year dragging on um so i guess we've spoken about being inspired quite a bit we've obviously spoken about you guys run a clothing brand but there could actually be people listening who are like okay cool it's a clothing brand now before the cameras came on we also spoke about how you guys you were product first it was product and you obviously had people who represented the brand and it's just blown up that way but now you guys are actually starting to think about what does be inspired mean as a brand so slightly putting you on the spot but since you guys are so enthusiastic about it like how would you explain be inspired to people oh i think like we want the obviously we are we were product focused for a long time so we i would describe the product as like good fit in sort of like um obviously fit sort of change but it's kind of like athletic sort of fitting clothing that's like even, even if it's worn looser it's still got that sort of smarty sort of tailored sporty sort of feel into it um it's not less like big and baggy and it hangs off you um it, that we try and make clothing that. makes people feel good and want Looks to good athletic do yeah. sport be active like mm-hmm. um but it's not strictly probably, active where is it no no even when it's like jeans style. even jeans and like a hoodie and stuff we still want it to fit in that sort of like athletic sporty sort of way that that makes you feel good about yourself when you look in the mirror i don't know we're probably not that brand that like stuff hangs off like mad oversize like hangs off you or or things like that but um from a point of view of like brand idea we've have been discussing it a lot recently and and it's something we're working on like sort of like branding and 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 sort of tone of voice and and the thought process of the brand and i think obviously a lot of it comes down to like how we started the brand how we we how inspiring our story is and that's like something that we'd like to push as our story of like going from literally like i think we said a few weeks ago it was literally you get to 30 31 32 and basically somebody tells you you can't like do your job anymore we were footballers and you're literally at a point where it says well you need to get a new job now so it's like well we've had to start from scratch so literally like i know we we spoke earlier about the whole molly may thing it's like 
and like she got she was getting criticized but like she's had to work to get to where she is like oh, she had to build her followers on on instagram no how she's done it doesn't she doesn't how do she had to do it this doesn't just doesn't come automatically <clears throat> so like it's like as a as a brand like we're obviously trying to inspire the people who like follow us and buy our products like that you can chase your dreams and and do mm-hmm. something that like it's maybe a bit out of the ordinary it's like it's not normal for what we've yeah. probably Don't done wrong, though, uh, luck does come into it. i'm mm, not going to say course, we've sat and not had any we met drew the person at the market and that's luck we yeah robo met that person in the way like in thailand that made t-shirts in the first place that's just been in job. thailand yeah, is lucky yeah, more yeah. than anything like the chip that's not often that so we obviously just started the company with like 300 pounds and we've built it up to where it is now do you know what i mean so it's like people like and that's just two foot like ex-footballers like we didn't have like lots of money because we played in scotland like i say we've invested 300 pound each and we've got it to it so like it is possible for people to do these things and and i think that's one of the things we we isn't like inspired determination yeah. never give up like do you know what i mean commitment and courage yeah and, like committed <clears throat> yeah to like just it, like like we look at sort of football sort never of get side too of high too yeah. low do you know what i mean yeah. it's like these these traits that we've taken maybe from football that are, it is our brand that's our brand story so, so you look at like, people like footballers like even like sort of like andy robertson like yeah. he's come from like queen's park and then he went to united and then hull and he's like played for liverpool won the league champions league that, that's an amazing story and john mcginn's story john McGinn, going from st Mirren. i was at st Mirren with john and john probably not mind me saying this but use it under 15s and he was literally on the bench for the under 15s close to and the next level up was literally to go full time and his big brother was playing in the first team at St Mirren there's probably a likely chance if his big brother wasn't in the first team then he maybe got released his path could have been different but literally his work rate and hard work was to to go to break through those barriers of being on the bench to then mm. pushing into the first team to then now playing for Aston Villa and yeah. being Obviously, top player for Scotland. it's just hard, but you've got to have ability, but you, you don't get anywhere in life without working for it. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's not, you're very, very lucky if somebody comes and hands you something on a plate. Yeah, sure. And I think, like again, that comes for a football sort of side of things. That, like, that would, like especially at St. Mirren, Gus McPherson and Andy Mellon, like, you don't get anything without hard work. Do you know what I mean? They, like, they proper drummed that into I you, think all the it? managers that I yeah. played with under in scotland like trying to almost take a little bit it was i, I never felt any managers approachable like yeah, to, yeah. when it, they always had that fear factor and like we tried not to have that fear mm-hmm, factor but yeah. i think like if we met any of our old managers now in the street like you chat away to them no problem mm-hmm. but see when you're but playing it's like the headmaster it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah, headmaster like we don't want our brand to be like that a wee bit it's like i want to be approachable so a staff member so almost i want to get the results that they got by doing that because they did get that out of you but mm-hmm. i want to be more approachable because i maybe didn't enjoy my time as much as i could have yeah. you know I mean? mm-hmm. it's like having a bad boss yeah even not saying they were bad probably got the best out out of you yeah, maybe sure. but like i don't want my staff to not enjoy it or be have the like probably the feelings of anxiety that i had at times <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I mean i love how detailed the answer was but that's so hard to represent as a brand yeah isn't it it's so hard that's to our, how that, that's, thing, that's that our in. brand isn't it that's our story so yeah. it's like and, with and so i think much that we're working we're working with somebody to like make that a more amplify, concise answer because like that took 15 minutes to explain but when we're telling a customer it needs to be boop, boop, bang yeah. and then the yeah. customer gets it so that's we're working with people to try and make it more concise and then we can put that over to the the customer 
Well, I imagine you guys get a lot of like young people approaching you who want to start their own fashion brand mm -hmm. and ask for mm -hmm. tips and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that the message you kind of pass on to them? It's like, look, hard work. Yeah, there's part luck to it, part mm -hmm. right time, right place, but you just have to graft. So much work, graft, research. Like that's, these are the only things that I think that are given. Do you know what I mean? It's like, unless you're going to, I can't even do it for you. Do you know what I mean? You just have to have that. I think sometimes that's what, like, it doesn't annoy me at all. Like, I understand people asking, but, like, if you're asking, that's kind of half the problem. Like, I don't I don't mean that in a bad, like, if, like, obviously, if you if you find a mentor, that's great, because we could probably do with somebody that had been through it all before mm, and helped sure, us, but yeah. you have to have that, like, well, I'm going to go and find out what I need to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can... I can tell you like we, I can we, tell you who to go to or what to look at, but like you still need to go and do that yourself. Even a little thing like somebody will message on Instagram or Twitter, and I'm starting a clothing brand. Can you send me your factories? No, but like that's what I've worked for eight years yeah, to do is to yeah, get the best cheat code. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like a cheat code that's like and you usually just I, say go on Alibaba and, and there's millions in there. We probably done that in the yeah, beginning, yeah. and I can understand why people do it. Yeah. yeah. But looking back, it's like these things you have to just work on yourself like yeah. and sampling and trying out different people and different things to try and get the winning result mm -hmm. yeah that's so. funny do you think it's just people kind of looking for instant gratification uh, to be fair i suppose we can know it's human nature right? everyone I think wants everyone to take a fast so. route everyone yeah, of wants course. and i think it, i think it is quite daunting out there that like wow how how am i possibly meant to do this when there's so many factories and so much stuff like Honestly, mate, some of the samples we used to get for factories, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Did you request them or they were just posted? Yeah, we, 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 we'd try and work with the factory. We'd send them a design or we'd say, look, we're looking for this type of product. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. So they'd send, I remember one and they sent a jacket, mate, right? And the jacket body was like a normal body. And then the sleeves were like up to my elbow and the neck was like, up to my head it's, it's like, like a, a rib and it was just like a like, funnel neck top yeah but it was like this on like, the top of your neck here and it literally came right right up here the worst and part was like see arms. when you sent that jacket to me who do you think that's fitting <laughs> do you know what i mean and then you're expecting me to order from you so i was I, some of the samples we got were mental yeah. but like you have to s keep searching yeah. through and such and then you come across one and you're like oh that's that's all right and and then, and then you work with people and the more you work with people you get led onto something else mm -hmm. and then they they lead you onto something else or a designer and then they lead you onto a factory and and you end up sort of going through but yeah it's it's it is difficult do you know what i mean i'm not i'm not saying like oh it's it's easy to do but unfortunately when people ask you you can't just go like a lot of the times as well people like how do i start up what factories you use and it's like well our minimums are like way more than yeah. a startup's gonna yeah like, we get, don't get me wrong we got lucky in the beginning we we were making like 25 of yeah, a style yeah yeah and so i think that definitely helped that, that definitely helped because you like straight away it's like a good feel like see yeah. if you're left with like loads of stock it's like no we're not clear whereas like in the beginning we were ordering 25s of a style it was gone within a week we were like oh this stuff's flying it's amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and like next order you order 50 and then you like order more styles and Oh, they're gone again. They're gone yeah. again. It's just like a good feeling, like, yeah. and I do think, like, in this day and age, especially, like, factories do want high, yeah. high numbers. I, again, again, a lot of it does come down to like the time we started the mm -hmm. brand as well. I think is like we probably like see if you look at the quality of the product we made back in the day as well. It was it wasn't even anywhere close, close to, to what, what we're doing now. now. And it's like we just made product, yeah. and it, and it came in, and we're like, that's quite nice, and we sold it, but like the badge wasn't as amazing as I'd want or the draw cords weren't as amazing as I'd want, but it was like still a nice fit and nice yeah. quality product. But it's just like, 
the little touches yeah, on it. Whereas like nowadays we have yeah. now it's like the little finishing thing. Yeah. Nowadays I don't know if a new company starting would get away with that. Yeah. Would get away with what we got away with. You mean back. like making little changes? Oh, just like the, no, like the quality of those little things. Oh, you mean, you mean the, brand, the quality? Right, yeah, the right. customer might be like, I expect better now, mainly mm. because of Instagram and Facebook, because all the pictures look amazing. So when they sure. get the product, like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Whereas yeah. like, I believe that our I pictures think our and our product look, looks yeah. like, just like it should. Generally. So I think even on the opposite, the customer actually gets the product. It's like, wow, we didn't expect it to be actually this good. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you still get so I'm many just brands from, that yeah, say, of course, of crap course, quality course. products. Yeah. So I think there's so many companies out there like, it's almost like a race to the bottom with cheap product and like they're always making on it. sale. Yeah, always like, yeah. oh, there's up to 40% off today ends at midnight. It's like, well, you've got that on every day of the year. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, hard yeah. To, it's hard to compete with these type who've got massive budgets on marketing. And like we, we again, it's coming down to like, it's just me and Mark. So yeah. like it's, we have to say, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. We can do that. Or no, we can't do that. We can't do this. Like we've yeah. had opportunities to like, sponsor some really high profile people but literally like it comes down to like what's more important <laughs> the salaries for the, the staff or, or paying it's the, just experience as well yeah, like, sure. we've never like we've never like sponsored like a really like done a collection with like a really high profile person and it's not cheap do you know what i mean so yeah. it's like if i do that what like we know that what we're doing marketing wise if i put this in i get this sort of back in a ballpark figure yeah. mm -hmm. and we've done it for years so we know Whereas, like, if we go into this new area, it's like, well, there's a massive figure to sponsor that person. What am I getting back for that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's the, I might not get direct sales back, but my brand might look even better. And in the long term, it's good. But, like, you can't, it's hard to quantify that. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. That's the out-of-home advertising and all yeah. that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, just, yeah. You can't measure no, exactly. ROI on that's, it. I still yeah. get told the stories from the directors where I work about back in the day you know you could put a print press ad in the newspaper and that weekend you'd see an immediate like Amazing. increase in the numbers even, i just don't I think, think people anymore. are as like they're probably more easily manipulated on social media but i don't think like there's easily no influenced by that sort of thing now are they that's the, that's nah, the I, like i think yeah out of home's a tough one yeah but um on that note speaking of like the opportunities and the decisions you guys have to make we touched on this a little bit before we switched on the cameras what was the decision to move into ladies wear? Because you've been guys for eight years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So <clears throat> probably just I, I it grow, probably came from a growth, thing, a well, growth thing, but also come from our staff as well. Like we're we're probably a 50-50 split, men and women in the in the business. And there was it was offering something for the women as well. Like we like it was just constantly and you can see the enthusiasm the girls had, like developing the product fitting the product checking the fabrics like oh i want to make this this is good so you get that buzz in the team mm -hmm. like did they, did they pitch it to you were they like guys we think did they help shape no, that decision like a, it was probably a group decision yeah more than we, we probably played about the idea we, we had initially tried it right back in the day but we just didn't have the i mean robo don't know anything about women's product yeah. so um it, we just sort of like did it for a season and then stopped it and then our expertise was men's Fat, like menswear so we just kept doing what we were good at but like steven says we've got designers product developers people in the marketing team they're all women now so we've got that expertise we can draw on so yeah. that's kind of where it, it came from like well let's try starting a women's brand and like steven says they got right into it really mm. and really enthused by it like 
girl, like I say, girl Cairo in the office, she's writing the social media. So she was looking at women's stuff and then the, the product development team were like, oh, this is class. This is really nice like that. And the, and the designer was like, oh, this is really, so it, it just built that enthusiasm. Like we were talking about before, it's trying to create that um, sort of environment, like enthusiastic environments to be enthusiastic for the brand and just try to get everyone sort of pulling in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And because and they were so enthused, we just sort of let them roll over and um yeah so it's been good it's been yeah mm -hmm. i'm always curious about just like ways businesses diversify especially after <clears> eight <throat> years because it's sometimes hard to shift people's perception sure. of mm -hmm. this is a men's brand this is a mm -hmm. again we're brand. just trying to grow it slowly it's there's no like mad rush for like Pressure making it. like at 50 50 with the men's collection you know it's like we're still predominantly going to just continue to make all the me more men's product but then just yeah. adding in the women's stuff that we know is working so like I yeah think five years time we'll maybe have a 50 50 split but like in year one let's just like have a small collection constant drops every like two yeah. or three months and then let's just go for the looking at our customers so, well a lot of were women buying for their guys do you know what i mean so there was a lot of women yeah. customers buying for the guys and then obviously when we broke down our customers as well like we do have a, a young a, a young audience but there was the audience of like i'm a younger sort of guy in a relationship do you know what i mean a younger sort of couple young so family young yeah. family even do you know what i mean so there is that like well there if you can get the guy to buy the product you just want the same product for a woman so because they're obviously going to be pretty sort of similarly yeah. mm -hmm. and then just like that was our that was our thinking behind it so yeah and then like i say it's worked yeah it's worked fairly well to start with and, and it's something for us to grow it's going to keep growing that i mean the impression i get with you guys with everything we've said about how you view the business that like you're very patient you take your time with things you don't <laughs> seem yeah, that's to just, that's, that's, that's just a front opposite. that's just a front yeah is that yeah, just a front oh, just, the yeah. most impatient probably, person you know, we probably world, are patient man. without realizing like obviously if you're saying that then, <clears> but like like we if we have an idea for something we want it done yesterday yeah, yeah. Do you know I, think, I think we're on the plane of like we want the business to last for a long time so that's our that's our goal but like yeah, if Stephen says, if I wanted, if I if I think of something I want, I want it done yesterday, and like people in the business probably get annoyed with me because I'm like, is that done yet? What about mm. that? Is that done? Is that done? And then they're like, yeah, yeah. I think done. especially but making product, it, making product in this day and age, it, it can take three to four months yeah. from like a design to a sample to shipping the product to getting it here to getting it online. It's There's like frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, it's like oh, we're trying to bang, be bang on trend and nail something that's working. It's like. And if something sells out instantly, we kind of get back in for like yeah. three months. You're oh, like, so annoying. So then, like, we had a couple of jackets in winter that absolutely smashed it. Like, we couldn't, we could have bought like four or five times the amount that I sold, think we sold out. out in a week. Or yeah, something. and yeah. it's literally like customers are like, when you're restocking this, it's like, mate, when they Next sort year. out all the shipping, <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. they sort out all the shipping issues and the the supply chain stuff, then we can maybe restock yeah. it. But it literally takes us six to eight months to make. Mm. like outerwear jacket it's funny you said about that because like literally the other day my missus said your toxic trait is your impatience let me fix it that's, that's, like, that's, yeah, that's, that's a homely problem well i'll fix it it's, it's maybe because you're understanding you're like oh with ladies yeah. where we're taking yeah. it slow mm -hmm. and also when we were talking about you know younger people reaching out to you and they want a cheat code because they're impatient yeah, yeah and sure. you guys gave the whole wise you know these things take time uh, and stuff mm. so you, you've got an understanding yeah, and patience sure. is there but you've got an understanding <coughs> yeah. that things that's probably just learning over the years yeah yeah, yeah. probably a realism yeah, More, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we probably like as it eight years down the line you realize that no matter how impatient you are it's still not going to get done any faster 
you've probably said that to me loads of times i'm like oh, why is that not here yet mm-hmm. you hear when it's here no i like that it's good wisdom so i guess just to wrap things up something i always like to get is just a piece of like value or wisdom that you'd pass on to anyone listening so we're at the opportunity moment there's two of you i think like uh, robo touched on it for me uh, and that somebody asked me in a podcast before um i'd gone i'd gone to play football from junior football to senior um and it was i'd gone from linlithgow rose to hamilton and this first six months hadn't gone particularly very well for me um (laughs) that's an understatement and um but the manager and that had confidence in me and they were like keep playing i wasn't playing very well and they're like keep going keep going we we believe in you and that and i came off the bench against i think i maybe played the week before and i'd done well or i know i maybe come off the bench against st johnson in the cup and i got the ball and i beat two or three players and i put it in the bottom corner we went one nil up in the cup and i was went mental celebrating um probably too far and then in the night when I, I got the ball and i tried to dri- like felt me on the edge of the box and i tried to dribble and i got caught on the ball and it went out wide got swung in they scored and they went through and uh went in devastated after the game and then george fairly came up to me he's like just like just let that be a lesson to you never get too high because you end up getting too carried away you got like with how well the goal went you got too high and then and he's like and now look at you, you're devastated never get too low he said that one piece of advice i'd give you is never get too high when things are going well never get too low when things are going badly because you can always both change do you know what i mean so if you can stay sort of level enjoy the good times of course but if you can stay level you you, you can sort of react to the situation and that's always something that really stayed with me because because of how that game went to be fair and just and, yeah, and i think and we've both got me. similar mentalities because i think we're both like that like when it, <clears throat> it is smashing it on, online and it's like it's the middle of summer or it's black friday christmas and we're crushing it we're never jumping about like oh this is amazing you know mm-hmm. like and literally like vice versa i think i said that earlier but it's just kind of getting as le- level-headed yeah. as possible whatever it's like a realism thing like like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean be a bit real like realism of like the situation i guess do you know what i mean it's like things can change for the better but also the worse and it's just you need to be ready for that so it yeah. doesn't come as a surprise like i'm on top of the world and then oh shit well, do you know what i mean like yeah like the container thing you, you deal with yeah. it do you, know you mean? just These have to deal with that. stuff yeah sure perfect guys thank you so much for joining huh? me no no worries That's thanks for great. having us it's been great Cheers. right ladies and gentlemen and that was the episode Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. For the non-Scottish people, I hope you were able to keep up with the accents. Uh, There will be clips going on the Instagram page, which I always put subtitles on just to be safe. You can find that on Instagram at the Story Club Podcast. And if you enjoyed that episode, please do leave a review, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple or any other channel. Please do leave a review. It's great to get feedback. If you want to send me it directly, you can get in touch on Instagram. The more feedback I have, the more I know the direction the podcast is going is right for you guys. Anyway, we're going to be taking a wee hiatus next week as I'm working on a wedding shoot this week. So I won't have much time to edit the podcast or create the content, but we will be back with a new episode in two weeks time.